Hey, welcome to Father in Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I'm not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. Thank you so much for being with me. I'm excited about today's episode because I got my boy Dwight McGree with me. Dwight, thank you so much for being with me, man. Yeah, absolutely, my man. Glad to be here. Yeah, so I'm glad that you're here for two reasons. One, it's taken me like five months to actually get you to do this. <laughs> uh, not because he's been avoiding me, but because... And so he's a new dad. So timing has just not really worked out. Like I tried to get you in November and then your baby, I think, was born in December. That was, you know. Supposed to be November and then went to December. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) on God's time. Come on now. (laughs) So that didn't work out. And I didn't want to bother you in January because I was like, man, you got a newborn. I I ain't doing that. And then in February, everyone in my family got sick. (laughs) And then in March, everyone was still kind of sick. And so we finally made it to the end of the month and it's all kind of worked out. And he, he texted me when I confirmed today. He was like, man, I think I got some allergies going on. If you don't want your kids, I was like, dude, forget them. Like, we've been through it all. Like, let's just do this thing. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad, you know, for that reason. But the main reason that I'm glad to actually do this interview with Dwight is because he's got a very cool story. And when I first reached out to Dwight, I asked him to be on the inter- on, on the podcast with me and he was like man i need to probably listen to that podcast more than be you know someone who's actually been interviewed (laughs) and and i was like yeah but man you got a really cool story so i I don't say what i'm about to say to belittle dwight but the neat thing about dwight is that he's gone through some crazy obstacles and crazy challenges and by every statistic in the book he should not be a dad yet he still is so he's overcome a lot and he's got a cool story of hope and that's what i want to focus on is Hope for dads out there, hope for men out there who want to be dads who think maybe you're unqualified, that you can't do it. Dwight's a testimony that you can't do it. So we'll get into all those details in just a second and allow you to tell your story. But first off, give us some of the good details about your life. How long have you been married? Tell us about, you know, when your baby was born, anything related to that. And then tell us how it's been being a new dad, man. Man, so I've been married now, coming up on three years. Nice. Uh, it's my wonderful wife, Caitlin, and uh, and then we had our daughter in December, uh, December first, actually. Wow. And so it's uh, a week before my birthday, so my birthday is officially retired now. That's exactly what happened yeah. with my son. Yeah. <laughs> Are y'all that close? With he's, it? he's six days after me, so we <laughs> plan his birthday on my birthday. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I know what you mean. Oh man, and uh, so and what was the other one? Uh. What's it like being a dad? And then man? I'm man, I'm I'm loving it. And it's uh for me, I feel like I've been so fortunate because my wife's a super mom now. Yeah. So she had never babysat before, never had changed a diaper. And me, uh growing up, I'm like, I changed diapers. It felt like <laughs> it, it was second nature at a point. Every day. <laughs> and uh as soon as our daughter got here, she's on everything, you know, got it all handled. I'm like, oh my goodness, yeah. like thank thank you. I am yeah. I'm unworthy. That's a really cool thing to watch because you know, you marry this girl and you know, I think we all do this as guys, you marry this girl and you think, oh she, you know, she's really pretty, she's yeah. good at this, she's got a great personality, yada yada yada. Then you have kids and you're like, oh my God, this is an incredible you woman. Can, <laughs> you, you can do it all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's kinda it's it it's a privilege, you yeah. know, to be married to people like that. Yeah. So you got any fun stories? 
Man, uh, you got any disaster stories? You got poop on your hand yet? So, no, <laughs> no I haven't done that, but uh, it's it, coming. It seems like that first two months, every time we were changing her diaper, she yeah. always had more in the tank. To oh, let, every time man. I'm like, oh, diaper's open, okay, yeah, let's go waterfall. You, sh- you should ask me, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like as soon as you see that little blue line in the diaper, you just wait five yeah. minutes and then you change, yeah, it every exactly. Time. So, now I'll just sit there and play with her on, on the station. It's a wisdom, right? There. Yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's like you're still over there I'm like yeah I'm not letting it happen again exactly we ain't doing that no I did that with with two and three for us my wife would be like have you changed the diaper yet I was like nope no nope. give me five more minutes and then I'm gonna change let the that thing diaper. marinate in there exactly <laughs> my son got me too many times and t- I tell you what I don't think you ever get used to like the like stream of poop mm. coming out like I jump every time like oh, it haunts my nightmares see so. I'm not gonna wood that hasn't happened yet yeah. <laughs> the number one has but not number two I'm like Lord <laughs> just get ready I already got brown skin don't make me get a <laughs> pink eye with brown <laughs> <laughs> so you're trying to avoid that one you get ready for it man it's gonna happen it's appreciate gonna, you claiming that you're me. welcome Thank it's you. prophetic yes, that's the voice of wisdom in your life right there affirmation <laughs> <laughs> alright so let's hop into this I want you to tell your story because again it's a fantastic story so let me just preface his story by telling you, you know, some obvious things and then some things that aren't obvious. So first of all, Dwight's black. Whoa. Every, yeah, he, did, he didn't know that. Every statistic, though, <laughs> you know, uh, about black men being dads, generally, like, it doesn't play out so well according to the statistics. And then it's not just that it's that, yeah. but you grew up without a father. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what color your skin is. If you grow up in a broken home, the statistics of you being successful are like, like, yeah. it, like your chances are slim. And so it's like you've got two things going against you. You know, to where if any analyst was to open up a book of statistics and say, "Okay, I've got Dwight. He's black. You're without a dad. This guy's going to end up right here. Like mm-hmm. he's he's not going to be yeah. where you are today." And so that's why I think you've got such a cool story of hope because. I mean, the odds were stacked against you, but here you are, you're happily married, you are a proud and happy dad, Amen. you're always engaged in stuff, and you know, you. so the, I, I didn't tell you this, but a couple months back, I had to go bring something to your mom, mm-hmm. and dude, she talked to me in front of her house for like three hours. My wife literally thought that I was murdered, and so <laughs> that, that was fun, but you know, she was just telling me like stuff about you, like how you've grown up, and you know, things that you've done to like give back to her because of how much she gave to you. Because again, your dad wasn't there. It was just her. Yeah. And uh, it's impressive. And, you know, I'm proud of you. So, but let's get into your story. So was there ever a time that you remember your dad being around as a kid? So me being the oldest son, I think the last time I vaguely remember being around, I was probably about eight or nine and I'm 30 now. So I've got my younger brothers. One's about two and a half years younger than me. And mm-hmm. then the other one, uh, six years younger than me. Yeah. And so we're kind of right along those that area. But uh, I just remember him raising horses. He used to break horses in the, in the oh, backyards wow. and stuff. Yeah, just a wild cowboy type, you know, <laughs> see him riding down the highways and stuff like that. But <laughs> awesome. that, that's those are like the vague memories I do remember. So do you have any memories of like you and him one-on-one ever doing anything? Not really. I don't remember any lessons or things along that line. It's just gotcha. kind of like, he was just know, kind of yeah, there. just like a hazy dream. You're like, was, it, was that real? Uh, I got you. Yeah. I got you. So... Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, he was there, but the involvement wasn't so, I mean, and the last time, if you remember him at eight, I mean, the formative years of your life are, you know, a few years away. Yeah, to follow. Yeah, you're going through adolescence. Absolutely. Junior high, high school, peer pressure, everything that comes associated with that. 
there's a lot that happens yeah. after that point, and for him to not be there is, is a huge deal. Um, so let's 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 talk about what it's like growing up without a father. Um, what challenges did you face? Just take us from, you know, the time you're eight. I don't know if you knew what happened, why he went away, but take us from that point mm-hmm. and just kind of down the path of, you know, up to the point where you get married. What is what did life look like? Man, uh, for myself growing up, it was just, you know, what I knew was really, okay, my mom's there. And fortunately for us, it wasn't a, a picture of him coming back in and leaving in and out. It was like, okay, it's either you're here or you're not. And once that part was done, it was kind of like gotcha. it almost in a way out of our mind, out of sight, out of mind type of thing. Okay. But uh, we were so fortunate to have the mother we had to where, yeah. I mean, uh, you, you talk about somebody who's picking up all jobs, handling all, if somebody that works... 28 7 or 28 8 whatever yeah. you want to call it 25 8 and uh, just around the clock and we would hear so my brothers and i we joke about to this day uh before we'd go to school we'd hear her wailing and praying <laughs> at 5 30 a.m in the morning we're like man all all we want to do is just sleep what's going on <laughs> like we thought it was demons at first and we realized she's praying them away like okay yeah and it, it's for the simple fact that um she knew we needed it yeah, yeah. like it could very easily gone another way where as you say, we could have been a statistic. Of, yeah, man. Yeah, fatherless child then turns to crime or this. Could have either been dead, in jail, or just doing any number of things. So yeah. uh, um, us growing up, I, I definitely give her all the props, even to this day. When I can do something, I, I try to do yeah. it and uh, and just fortunate for that. Yeah. Yeah. So what's it like? Um, you're, let's, let's take it, you're eight, nine, ten years mm-hmm. old. You've got... Two younger brothers. Are those the only siblings you have? Yeah. I, ha- I have an older sister who's eight years older than me. Okay, got yeah. it. So, <clears throat> where was she at in the picture? She at eight, her, ten years old. Yeah, her being uh, beyond me by about eight years. It was a wider gap, and you don't feel the same, I guess, closeness in a way, just because sure. you're like, okay, she's she's now a teenager. You're like, I don't, know, yeah. my little brother. What are you talking yeah, about? Exactly. Yeah, I get it. Okay, so what's what's your role look like in mm-hmm. the home? when you're the oldest male in the family now? Yeah, that, that's a that's a great question right there. <laughs> and that's why we pay you the big bucks, you yeah. see? Okay. I ain't getting paid and, yet, brother. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, my role in that sense was uh, me being the oldest child, you know, I felt like on myself I, I like to place responsibility. Like, okay, I got to pick up the slack on something. You know, my, I see yeah. my mom doing this, and in my mind – uh, I still mess with my brother Daniel about this to this day, but we would go to say a church camp. Yeah. And he he's uh younger than I, but we'd go there and she would give us what her last 40, 50 bucks. So here, y'all split this, save this for the week. We go there with it. I'm trying to save every bit I can. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I might get a drink here, a Gatorade if I'm real thirsty after playing basketball. He'll spend his first <laughs> bucks in the first day or two and come to me asking for her money. I'm like, man, uh, we got a mother at the house that's, I don't know if you know, she's doing a job for at least two people. You know, they yeah. say it takes a village, but she's at least doing two jobs right yeah, now. exactly. And so in my mind, it was just, um, I always had that, I felt like perspective of, okay, I need to, I need to cherish this more or I need to step up when I, when I can for sure. And uh, so, so growing up, I got my hardship license at a certain point. 
I believe it was 14 or 15 earlier on just because I'm like, okay, hey, yeah. uh, I got to drive us places or make it happen. I got my first job in a little warehouse while I was in, still in middle school yeah. and just, you know, just trying to get a couple of bucks in my pocket so I don't have to ask sure. my mom. You know, in my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going yeah. to make money for all yeah. of us, mom. I'm going to retire you at 15, you know, <laughs> and it was just little things like that, but uh, I also wanted to help my brother see that, hey, we we, we got to watch out for her. Yeah. You know, it could very easily, when you're, when you're doing a job that it, it takes more than one person to do, you could very easily, your health could go yeah. completely the other way. We're fortunate enough that our mom is here to this day to be able to see my daughter yeah. and love on her, my nieces, nephews. And so uh, um, it's, all I can say is I just have thankfulness, man. I'm just thankful for every day, really. Yeah. That's really what it is. That's awesome. So, you know, all right, before I get to this question, let me ask you one more question. Mm -hmm. So when I first moved here, yeah. you know, we were we were in school together, mm -hmm. and I remember, you know, I think, think it was like the first time I went over to your house, man, it was like I walked in the house, and I knew about Daniel and David, mm -hmm. little brothers, but then it was just like, you had like four other little kids <laughs> running around. I was like, what is going on? And so, you know, you had, what, three nieces and a nephew? Yep. What was it like? Because, I mean, I think you had some responsibility. Like, not that they're yours. You yeah. Know, nieces and nephew. Yeah. But, like, you had responsibility almost, like, in a father figure role to them, didn't you? Yeah. And even to this day, uh, it's kind of that type of way where the the dad's not really in their life. And it's kind of me seeing. I, I know, uh, you know, a lot of people can look at it and be like, man, uh, you didn't have a dad. But I, I'm more so one where I try to make sure that everybody around me is good. I'm like, I feel like in a, in a sense, I know myself, I know what God's blessed me with yeah. and just kind of being aware of that. I'm like, okay, now let me try to see what I can, if there's a burden on somebody else, can I, can I help with this? So, uh, with my, my sister had five kids, she has five kids and my mom, she's helped raised the four oldest, mm -hmm. uh, pretty much throughout them being infants to this day. And yeah. so the, I, my nieces are, 18, 18, 19, and one is 16, and then my nephews are just kind of right in line with that. And that's part of the reason why you could say that you were changing diapers yeah. before oh, yeah. you that, were... That, that gives some context. Yeah. <laughs> so I was changing diapers at a younger age. <laughs> yes. It's like you grew up with some, you know, odds against you, yeah. but man, by the time fatherhood came around, you were you were ready to go, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, they say that, and it's... Right now, I'm in the early stages of it. My, my daughter is... Uh, She's turning four months on the first. So, you know, we're still at that point. Where we're still doing the months and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You get past Three and that. a half months and we got to take a photo. And, yeah. You, you do really good with your first one. And yeah. It's like we we have like all these months pictures of Frankie. <laughs> and then like Reagan, they're kind of scattered. And then Amelia, it's like we did it once. It's did y'all like, even take a photo of me? It's like, man, she's, she's like 15 yeah. months. And I'm thinking, we got like three pictures of her. <laughs> It happens, and yep. I think every every dad, every every parent with multiple kids, like it, it just happens. There's a fun. I'll break this up with a funny story. So, um, my wife mm -hmm. has an older brother, a younger sister, and a younger brother, and there's lots of pictures of her. Okay, and there's lots of pictures of the youngest mm -hmm. brother because he was the baby, but. My father-in-law was like cleaning out the basement one day and he was like giving pictures to everyone and her little sister who you know falls in the middle was like why don't I have pictures of this oh, wow. why don't why, why are there no pictures of me from school and they're like well you know you just hey. you fell in that bad spot <laughs> the so middle child just gets rooked so yeah I mean I get it that, that that's how it works but so 
you know, your life, you're young and you are, you're above and beyond what other kids your age were doing, right? You're, you're trying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can say that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it's like, you know, you're, you're already trying to, you know, bring some sort of financial provision. You're helping around in the house, you know, being a dad like figure to your brothers, to your nieces, to while your still nephew, trying to learn who I am, yeah, while still trying to figure <laughs> yeah. out who you are, yeah. and go through these formative years. Yeah. Like, there's a lot that's weighing on you. So, like, I, I know you, you talked a little bit about your mom being mm-hmm. an influence in, in prayer, and I know you know God's a huge part of this. Outside of your mother, outside of, of God, were there any other figures in your life who were role models in a sense, maybe? almost played like the dad type role or there were at least people that you looked up to mm-hmm. in that in that sort of light that maybe helped frame who you are. Yeah. Um actually one of your guests, uh Pastor DG Hargrove was one of those uh people for me and he actually dedicated me when I was a newborn wow. here, so over thirty years ago. You aging him really and, bad. Oh yeah I am. <laughs> and then he we were fortunate enough he was able to dedicate uh our our daughter the other day, yeah. my wife and our daughter the other day, and so it's kind of seeing it come full circle. Cool. And it's, yeah, it, it was an amazing moment. And uh, he he lives by the open hand policy. So yeah. in, in my life, uh, the thing I've I've lived by is okay. You know, things come and go, and uh, not not to hold on, but just be excited for the ride. And yeah. you know, God's got our best interests are. There's yeah. there's no plan I can have for my life that would be better than what He has planned for exactly. it. So yeah, that's fantastic. All right, so you 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 go through these obstacles, right? Mm-hmm. You I mean you are you are the the picture boy of statistics for failure, yeah. right? And you've had all these challenges, you've had all these obstacles. You grew up without a father, and you have a tough upbringing. But then you get married, mm-hmm. all right? You do something right, you get married. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> find a wife, you find a good thing. Amen. Oh. So you you do something good there, and then you find out that you're expecting. All right. So what's going through your mind? Like mentally, how do you feel? Emotionally, how do you feel? Because I'd imagine, and maybe I'm wrong, and you can you can speak from this from mm-hmm. a personal perspective, but I would imagine, you know, you grow up without a dad, you might think to yourself, am I cut out to do this? Like, can I do this? Like, yeah. I never had the example. I never really saw what it was like. Can I do it? What, what's going through your head at that point? So when we first found out, my wife and I both were like, what? What? <laughs> We're having a baby. And so when we found out I was 29, and I feel like that's that's a relatively older age, you know, maybe sometimes in some perspectives of finding out. But even then I'm like, man, am I old enough to be a dad? Am I am I am I equipped enough? Am I prepared enough? Yeah. And things along those lines. And the then is never. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what I soon found out. And uh and then it switched over to excitement. We're like it's just another stage, and we're excited to go through it. And yeah, there's there's no uh, better person I have beside me than my wife with on that one. So, been fortunate on that. And then the simple fact of uh, you talking about if I was scared of it, uh, I I feel like I really wasn't. My wife, uh, she kind of gave me some reservations that she was feeling towards it, but in my mind, I'm like, I felt like God would never give us more than we could bear. Yeah, you know, His word speaks on that. So it was. It was one of those things where I'm like, no, it's if this this is what we're here for, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I I just and I also don't it probably to my detriment I don't take things too serious even when they yeah. absolutely can be <laughs> and are. 
And uh, so even big big life events, I'm like, well, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no going back. That's why my <laughs> wife usually gets mad at me. Really? I'm not a very serious person. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it is what it is. Like, if it is... If I would laugh at it at the expense of somebody else and it happens to me, I'm still going to laugh yeah. at it. Like, it's not like I show bias because, oh, I can laugh at you. Yeah. Like, no, I'm going through hell myself. Yeah. But I'm going to laugh yeah. because it's funny. <laughs> yeah, hey, we like, gotta... My wife's like, why are you laughing at this? I'm trying to be serious. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what else to do. And and that that's exactly right. And it's kind of one of those instances where you're like, if you, f- I feel uh, I'm able to look at life also through a childlike lens of just, you know, almost go in there like yeah. you can be conscious of what's going around and you're like the the severity of it. But yeah. at the same time, like, hey, we we just going to get through it. It's going to be another day and we're going to look back and laugh and love it even Maybe more. Maybe that's why Jesus said we're supposed to be like little kids. You see what I'm saying yeah. there? Yeah. <laughs> they that's, say Jesus knew what he was talking about. They, I, I see. Yeah, yeah. He knew a thing or Wise two man. about a thing or two. That's right. All right. So one thing that I think is unique about hearing your story is... Yeah, you had obstacles stacked mm-hmm. against you. There's a lot of people who have been where you are and went through what you went through and just, like you said, you know, went turned to crime, turned to drugs, mm-hmm. ended up in prison, ended up dead. Yep. All right. But, you know, you go through this and you've got this unique perspective on everything, right? So it's like, I see my mom working hard. It's like you just had like this almost innate, this instinct to say... I need I need to help out mm-hmm. without almost any prompting. Um, you go through these challenges, yet you know it's just like here we go. Like we're gonna we're gonna get through it. Yeah. So you know this perspective that you've got did did something help shape it? Was it just you feel like you were born with it, or like you know what what influenced the Dwight McGree that sits right here? Man, uh, everything. I mean, you were talking about some of my my influence of not having a father. Uh, Pastor D.G. Hargrove is definitely one of them, and his his approach for life is almost in that same type of vein. Yeah, Yeah. he laughs at everything. Yeah, exactly. And then you've got uh, other ones on the other side where uh, one of my best friends, Dalen Hanson, his his father, Dustin Hanson, Uh was a big influence on us. He would drive us home from school. We'd ride with him, and he's, he's more on the reserve side. And uh, I always kind of love watching. I'm always been a people watcher already, so I'm I find people so intriguing just sitting back and like how they handle things. And he's on the the reserve, very humble side. Yeah. And I I just feel like that's a great example of what uh, fatherhood and manhood is. Yeah. Of um, where where you you aren't taking yourself too serious, but you also know who you are. So we're we're God's God's children. So uh, it's yeah. I, I just. I love looking and yeah. just observing moments for yeah. sure. That's cool. One one thing I know this for myself. Yeah. Just as a dad personally. And one thing that I have noticed just in people that I have talked to, people who have, you know, been my guests on this podcast, it seems really difficult. And, you know, this isn't I'm not trying to yeah. make this overly Christian. I like if if dads don't believe in God, I want them to yeah. listen because there's still good stuff yeah, that can help them. But one thing that just <clears throat> continually seems to cycle up in conversation is if you're going to get through life and you're going to be a good dad, God helps. Oh, amen. It's like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like it, faith gets you through a lot of things. And, you know, just having, you know, for me, it's the realization that yeah, I cannot do it. Mm-hmm. I can't do it the right way. I can't do it the best way unless he's a part of the yeah. equation. And I think you share that sentiment. And I think that's been obvious. 
Um, so for all the dads out there, you know, maybe you're not a Christian. I'm not, not trying to throw anything on you, but it just seems that it seems that God can help when it comes to fatherhood. So. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. So cool story. Uh, you've gone through a lot, but you've got this unique perspective uh, that has helped you to overcome any of the outcomes that anyone would have said, that's what <coughs> White's going to end up being. Um, coming back full circle, you know, you grew up without a dad. Mm-hmm. It, where was your dad throughout this time? Yeah, so for some context, I'm a junior, and so me being the oldest son, uh, my mom has expressed to me she was more scared for me, more <laughs> reserved and. How I, uh, opportunities I had for the simple fact that she thought I could very easily go the other way. She's sure. like, uh, I, I need to make sure if I can watch this one and keep him, maybe you can keep the brothers in line. And uh, my, our our father was actually in; he was pretty much a lifer, okay. in and out of prison, uh, different uh, stints. And so he him him live, leading that life, it just kind of uh, she knew where it, where it could go. Yeah, and she didn't want that for us. And uh, so she did everything in her power to, you know, yeah. to, to, to keep us away from that. Yeah. <laughs> she blocked it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we appreciate her for it because I, uh, I feel like, like you were saying, the formative years where, where you're really growing as, as a man, as a boy to a man. And then now me being in fatherhood, um, just the way he lived his life, it's uh, not, not to bash on him, but it's just something that I'm glad I was able to stay away from. Sure. So it's, um, you know, fathers are influential. Yeah, absolutely. Regardless of, you know, how involved he was. Like if he would have shown back up, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're 15 years old and be like, hey, man, you know, why don't you try this? Yeah. You would have done it. Yeah. Because that's your dad. Yeah. You're like, okay, well, does he, I'm sure he has my best interest in mind. But yeah, if he didn't have it in mind for himself, it raises the question, okay, how how can you have it for others? So uh, just seeing how my mom was able to, Work the way she did, uh, approach life. That she's one of the most loving people, even through all the stuff she's been through. Yeah, even her childhood. Um, she was actually raised, and this is kind of, I think, a thing that actually gave uh, gave uh, my brothers and I just the confidence to continue through life. Is she was raised. Her dad was actually an alcoholic. Her mom was in and out of uh, a psych ward, and just kind of having to go through that. And she wow. had was I believe there's nine of them in total. So wow. they kind of got divvied up between the aunts and uncles Jeez. and had to learn how to get through life, you know, just kind of like almost aimlessly wandering. And then yeah. she was able to to move to Dallas uh, and, wow. and and find God here. And just so we've kind of talked here and there on that. And her approach is, you know, just <laughs> just lean on God. So yeah. I, I, I can't help but have it almost flow out on that side. Yeah, that's crazy. That, that that even like makes you more of a statistic. The fact yeah. that like historically, oh, yeah. like it was just, <laughs> the lineage. You're like, man, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. And and to be where you are, mm-hmm. man, it's that's just it is phenomenal. So back back to your dad. So he's in and out of prison. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's going on. Was there ever a point? Because I know he passed away two or three years ago. Yeah. Was there ever a point where you tried to reconnect? Well, I I didn't actively try. I mean, we would receive letters from prison, and it's kind of those things where you don't have a face to it, and you're yeah. you know at a certain point we're like, okay, all right, sure. now, when when are you going to be done with it? And yeah. so we never approached it on that point. My brothers and I thought maybe down the road we'll, we'll see. Right. And then uh, we had we had received word that you know he was kind of getting near the end and. It actually uh, kind of went up on us. The family's like, hey, uh, we think something's going down. And we're like, okay, wh- where's it happening at? And then 
next message we got, oh, it's it's too late. We're like, okay. Wow. And so it kind of, and the wild thing is, even at that point, we're like, man, that, that would have been cool to, you know, finally meet him and see him face sure. to face. Sure. And so it's, we're, we're, we're sad on the side of almost a missed opportunity. Yeah. But at the same time, um, we know life goes on. Yeah. And uh, I know I've lived a blessed life. And, and, and so it's, it's one of those things where you continue to keep on going. Yeah. Well, I think, I think it's neat just hearing that, that mm-hmm. you're, you were still willing to, yeah. to meet, to reconcile, to, you know, you know, to go and present yourself as your, as his son, yeah. like to say, Hey, I'm the dad, I'm here to see yeah. you. Like, even though he wasn't there and even though, you know, did he deserve, you know, your mm-hmm. presence and to see you and to still have you in his life a little bit. I mean, he didn't work for it, yeah. but you were still willing yeah. to take that step. I, I think that's a cool thing. I think that's a cool point for, for men listening who are dads, mm-hmm. maybe, you've messed up maybe you haven't been present maybe maybe you're not proud of your accolades of fatherhood even even in you know failure there's still an opportunity for reconciliation and yeah i mean that's the he he probably really didn't know how you felt um and so men if you're still out there you're still breathing you probably don't know how your kids feel either i mean take that step and try and make things happen and I mean, Absolutely. I mean, again, as a person of faith, I truly believe that reconciliation is possible. Mm-hmm. And I believe that in most cases it is probable, um, and it's just something that we have to work towards. So I, I think that's really cool that you know you were willing to do that. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Mm-hmm. So you've gone through all this stuff. You're a statistic. You've overcome that. So you're not a statistic, right? Um, You've endured obstacles and challenges. What advice, what words of encouragement would you give to other men who were in a similar situation? They've grown up without a father. They've grown up in a broken home, and they're on the fence of, I don't even know if I should try and have kids because I I don't know that I can do it, or maybe they've found out they're expecting, and maybe they're having those thoughts like I can't do it maybe they have a kid like you do and they're thinking I'm, I'm gonna flake I'm, I'm, I'm gonna bail just like my dad did for me what would you say to them um wow that's a lot to unpack right there but uh and in that sense I just feel like we're we're we should be vessels and we should see ourselves that way where we can we can pour out into others lives and so uh Every opportunity I have, my wife even kind of gets on me about it. Is if I'm out, I'm I'm saying hello, I'm smiling at somebody, this that. It costs nothing to give a smile. Yeah. This is the way I feel, and uh, just kind of your your approach for everything. I feel how the way you approach uh, one thing is how you can approach everything. Sure. And so if I'm even a small th- a task, just being joyous about it, approaching yeah. life that way, is whenever you're able to approach fatherhood. I just feel like it's such a it's such a gift. Yeah. And being able to hold my daughter in my arms now, uh, not not knowing what it would have been like before, the unknown of yeah. oh man, the the big scary unknown. What's what's going to happen? Yeah. Just embrace it. Uh, it's, I feel like that's a, a part of manhood, a part of fatherhood. Embrace the change. Yeah. Um, gl- uh, gladly if you can. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you can do it that way. And they say God loves a cheerful giver. I feel that that way can work in everything. I, yeah. I mean, uh, a husband. If your wife does something cheerfully, oh, thank you, babe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that was nice. You yeah. had a little smile on me. Okay. <laughs> and um, and just man, 
don't don't give up don't feel like you aren't you aren't uh capable uh and and as you were saying being a believer i just know that i'm i'm fortunate enough to know that it's not just on me yeah i've i've got a, a village behind me i've got a host of angels behind me i've got the creator of all the universe so yeah. it's one of those things where you're like man it's not a cockiness it's it's a it's a more uh, it's just a thankfulness. It's I'm, a, I'm just it's glad a, to be where I am. A, you read the back of the book and yeah. you win. Like, you, oh yeah, and, and you got you're just so fortunate for that. And so in every man, it's 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 almost like a cheat code. I don't even yeah. know what to say. It's just like <laughs> how how can you lose when you got God on your side? Exactly. That, that's how I see it. So having God on your side, having this you know perspective of joy and gratitude yeah. and everything. Absolutely, you do, I love the fact that you said, you know, your, your kids are a gift. Mm -hmm. Like having that perspective, like. Because that's that's the thing about gifts, and I think that's one thing that you know we struggle with. This guys is if I give you a gift, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you earned it. Yeah, it's just I gave you. Uh, this is for like, you. Like, you need this. It. Is yeah. For, yeah, yeah, exactly. Use it and benefit from mm -hmm. it. I mean, and when you have kids, it benefits you. Absolutely. I, I remember everybody talking to me about when we were expecting, they were like, oh, you better go and do all the stuff you want to do now because your life's going to be terrible. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I know your son. Like, why are you telling yeah, me yeah. that? <laughs> but, but truly, like, I found out that the opposite was was the reality. Oh, it's, it's, it's amazing. It, it is not that your life changes for the worse. Like, it's like you finally start living. Like, yeah, it's, it's enriched at this point. There, there was something, it's like, you know, I went back, because, you know, I'm really theological here. I went back to, like, Genesis thinking, you know, God told man to be fruitful and multiple. Mm -hmm. There's a reason he said that. Yeah. Like, not only is it, you know, to just cover the earth with goodness and to have these agents of change everywhere, but the fulfillment that comes from that. Yep. Like, that, there was something to having children that, that just confirms like this is this is how life is supposed yeah. to be and so acknowledging the fact that your kids are a gift i think is a game changer and you know just to echo what you said that don't think that you're not enough mm -hmm. honestly it's like i grew up in a home that wasn't broken mm -hmm. like i know my parents loved me i know i had i had a dad that worked like your mom worked right? yeah because my mom didn't work so my dad it was I don't even know how he made it through. Like, like there's a two-year span of his life, and I have no idea how he made it through. Like, it is ridiculous the amount that he worked to make things happen for us. Even in even in that in, in that upbringing, like when I had kids, I still had the questions. Like, am mm -hmm. I capable of doing wow. this? Like, it it the it doesn't matter how bad your upbringing was yeah. compared to how good someone else's was. No one ever feels <clears throat> adequate to raise a kid. So. Don't let that be a deterrent. Yeah, don't let it be a hindrance at all. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think those are great things. That that perspective for life of of gratitude and joy, giving a smile to people, having God on your side. You know, number one, that having <laughs> yeah. God on your side, and, and then you, your kids are a gift. Mm -hmm. like, it's beautiful advice. Um, thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate I'm, I'm glad, you. Yeah, I'm, I appreciate you being with me. I know it took forever to do this, but... Yeah. I um, forgot about the, the five months prior thing. I was like, yeah, that did, what's supposed to happen? Man, I've been trying to get you for a long yeah. time, man. You just <laughs> dug in. We go to the same church. We see each other all the time. It's like, oh, I gotta go. Sorry, bro. We out of here. So, yeah, but no, I appreciate you doing this, man. I, I think that this is going to be uh, super beneficial and helpful to a lot of people and you know, the, the big takeaway that if you're listening to this, the big takeaway that I want you to you know, grasp and keep with you is that there's hope. 
It, it doesn't matter what your upbringing was like. There's hope for you to be a good dad. Dwight's doing it. I'm doing it. And I'm learning every day, y'all. Yeah, we're, we're, exactly. I'm working you learn every okay. day. That's that. That is exactly why. When I was trying to think, you know, how am I going to brand this podcast? Like, how am I going to brand <laughs> myself when I open this thing? There's a reason why I say I'm not the perfect dad because <laughs> I'm far from it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, but. yeah. Like, I mean, I, I do stuff every day. There's something I do, and I'm thinking, dang it, yeah, I should have done that. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, like I think of something right now. Yesterday I did. I was like, I'm not proud of that. Like, I'm not the perfect dad. All right. Yep. Um, but I'm just trying to be a better dad every day. Mm -hmm. And that's and that's the goal. And the beautiful thing is sharing that with other people. Yeah. Right. Having that community of dads, having that tribe, that village. So thank you for your time, man. Thanks for sharing your input. Thanks for sharing your story. And I know that that's going to bless some people out there. And thank you for being with me again. This is Father in Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I hope you'll join me next time. <laughs>